What's up, my sad heads? This is Ethan. I'm I'm Spencer. Is that our new name for our fans? Sad heads. Sad heads. Yeah. Welcome back to Style and Direction, a menswear podcast without the stuffiness. We already introduced ourselves right at the beginning, so I don't know what to say next. <laughs> There's nothing to say. This is the end of the episode. Thanks, guys. Bye bye. No. Bye. Spencer, what are you wearing today? Today? Yeah. T- uh, today no, tomorrow. 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 Um, well, I'm wearing I'm wearing uh, my a very cozy, not doing anything outfit right now. I have my tiger stripe um, cargo pants, which are very soft. They f- I don't know how old they are, but they feel like sweatpants. I got okay. my fucking trusty J Crew pocket tee and my like. What, what what kind of jacket is this? Like the 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 happy jacket, the that uh, we got the flea market, hoppy happy something like that. Uh yeah yeah the happy coat or whatever. I just got it's so it's just like kind of like a Japanese workwear jacket I believe, and I just got it on because um, it's I was a little bit cold. <laughs> this is this is kind of like we should do an episode about quarantine fits like that. Qu- that was, quarantine fits. Yeah, because I'm not quarantined yet. Well, you yet. were at home, yeah. Yeah, I'm not quarantined yet, but my campus, uh, the school that I go to, did just announce that we are transitioning to online classes for the remainder of the semester. So, God, I am so happy I didn't have that, because I, I was talking to MJ. Uh, don't get mm-hmm. on Mike. Um, but, you know, first off, let me realize, Mike, MJ's first name technically is Michael, and I say don't get on Mike. I could be saying don't get on, comma, Mike, as in... I'm telling him not to get on. Wait, that's not what you're saying? No. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that, that's what you were saying this whole time. Don't get on, Michael James Kintanar. Yeah, that's, that's the full him. thing. There's a full reference. Yeah. Uh, no, I was, I was talking to him about studying because he's going through midterms right now. And um, I was saying how I need... Even though I don't pay attention in class very much, yeah. I definitely could not like focus if i was just an online class oh no like, i don't like online classes no, i, I don't like never. them but the I hate thing snakes, is jock i do I hate, live I hate with traffic about an hour away from campus and yeah. i have to get there at least an hour early to deal with parking so mm-hmm. you know <laughs> i don't have to do that anymore which is nice yeah it's a little it's a good old opportunity cost or trade-off scenario yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm wearing a uh, blue check spear point uh, with a red cable knit cotton sweater, and I'm wearing stofa trousers and Aldens. It's a very I'm wearing okay. So the reason why it's like it's like tucked in, like my sweater is tucked into my high waist trousers because I'm in this like weird ski style. Oh, that's uh, right. Kick. Yeah, your face. Yeah, where like it's kind of like Ivy, except well, it's it's, it's like 30s, 40s Ivy, but with outerwear and tucked knits uh you'll you'll read all that in the future blog post in like two weeks or something mm-hmm. um but today we're talking about casual shirts not t-shirts right. i'm sure that will be a future episode probably in summertime or something um but we're talking about casual button-up shirts that are not you know we had one on spear points now let's talk about everything else casual butts casual butts cbs baby yep um, but yeah, I mean, I can't believe we haven't talked about this before. It's no, things, I thought, I'm, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it has come, come up, up. Yeah. during the recording of another episode, but I don't, we've never, this obviously we haven't had an episode devoted to it. Otherwise we wouldn't be doing this now. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, there was a big um, blog post on like sports shirts and, and spear point shirts, um, but that was before the days of the podcast. Or I just mm-hmm. well the dark kinda, times. Yeah, before the empire. But yep. no, we're, we're now we're in the higher public. <laughs> you guys, you guys see that announcement that came out today? Well, I didn't see the announcement. <laughs> oh no! Well, here, welcome to the Star Wars corner, real quick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but it just came out that uh, there's a big publication like. I guess MCU of sorts, where they're gonna like everything's gonna take place in the higher public, which is only two hundred years before the Phantom Menace. Because huh. I, I've it's like one thing where like they can do whatever they want, but also like I feel like they're gonna take cool things from the old Republic and just put them there. So this is gonna be like, like where a they lost kind of thing. It's gonna is it gonna be the same kind of thing that they've done with a lot of the the sequels where they take okay these are the cool things from the EU we're just gonna. Just gonna take those and leave everything else out. That that's what we're scared of with the with the old Republic stuff. But you know, it's like a big thing where like there'll be comics, audiobooks, um, like kids books. Uh, it's like a, basically a whole new universe where everything's kind of integrated with across different different publishing uh, arms. Okay. And so yeah, higher Republic, new new MCU style thing coming for Star Wars. Um, yeah. So there's your Star Wars right. corner and segment right there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we yeah, we haven't talked about casual shirts and there's a lot of casual shirts. I mean I think it's more important now because how many do you think there are in the world? <laughs> like <laughs> like not types, like number of individual oh, shirts. Oh no. Number of individual casual shirts. Sorry for the scream. Um for those of you not watching live, my phone just fell off of its jury rigged stand. <laughs> so Good Lord. Okay, we're just not going to charge it. I got, I just got the new iPhone. The battery life should be able to sustain itself, hopefully. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so yeah, there's a there's a lot of different types, and I think we can start talking about them because I mean, so for for me, I wear spear points a lot. Um, they're like my go-to shirt for well for any sh- type of suiting. Should and we then f- first just define what we mean by just casual shirts? Like okay, a non-dress shirt. <laughs> Sure, okay. But it's like, would, would you say, like, a spear point that you don't wear with a tie? Like, you know. Well, that's impossible. Those? Okay. Like you're doing right now. <laughs> well, I wouldn't call this a casual shirt because it's a, it's, a, it's a dress shirt I'm wearing casually. Okay. I think for me, okay. a casual shirt is something that is... Is not meant to be worn with a tie. Yeah, at all. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you can, but the original purpose was it for it not to be worn with a tie that's okay. that's at least how i see it in my head that makes you sense. know um but i mean there is the oxford cloth button down which kind of straddles the in-between thing of it i mean so spencer and i are not you know hardcore trads you know i think to some trad people i'm not like a trad a, like, wife yeah good god that's see oh i guess you guys if you guys haven't been on my story uh like last weekend uh you guys have missed my whole tirade against fucking alt-right uh, well, trad wife uh, promoting people. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, see the OCBD. I think that some people like they don't consider it a a true dress shirt, even yeah. though people wear them with ties. It's because Oxford cloth is inherently casual. You know, it's like wrinkly. It's not smooth. There's a little bit of a, a bit of like a basket weave in it or whatever. And then the button down collar makes it casual because, like point, like you know, to these guys, a point collar is like the epitome of like a a dress shirt, I guess, you know? Um, but to the rest of us, I think 
OCBD. The rest of us non-nerds. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was just gonna say like, it's a good casual shirt to have, even if you don't like wearing ties. Like, I mean, I think you could also like, you could like see the difference between like, you know, a a a, a OCBD that you get at like J Crew or Banana Republic or whatever. Ad versus like a nice one from like Drake's or like Mercer and Sons or whatever. You know? Yeah, there's like a difference between those button ups too. Well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, like in general though, like, like an OCBD mm-hmm. looks really good without like a uh, without being buttoned all the way up with a tie. Mm-hmm. Like they're you know you see guys in like you know the '60s or whatever wearing OCBDs tieless. They're kind of just you know thrown on, worn with trousers. Um, but they're a good, like, in-between shirt, yeah. you know? And I know Spencer wears his OCBDs um, on their own a lot. You know, like, you wear them with jeans, like a like a jungle jacket or something, right? Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. But let's talk about shirts that are more, that are even more casual than that. Oh, my God. And uh, the one on my little outline here is a polo shirt. Now, polo shirts, inherently, you don't wear them. I mean, people did wear them with ties. Uh, there is a couple pictures in the 30s where, like, they're wearing them with, like, like a bandana. Like, it's, like, buttoned all the way up like a button-up shirt, and it's with, like, a bandana or with, like, a knit tie or something. Yeah, I uh, mean. But yeah. traditionally, they were they were meant to be worn they were they collar. were They were sports shirts. And as we talked about in um, our big sports shirt article from, like, God, what, like, three years ago now? 2017, yeah. Fuck. (laughs) How time flies. But anyway, as we wrote in there, you know, sports shirt. These are called sports shirts because originally a lot of these were meant to be worn, like, during, like, athletically. Well... Well, sportswear back then meant like non-business wear, so then yeah, like it, it encompassed a lot of but stuff, polo shirts like, were designed to be worn yeah. for a sport. Yeah, you would wear them like you see them playing tennis. Uh, you mm-hmm. see them wearing, playing polo. Um, a lot of beach stuff, and so polo shirts technically they had long sleeve and short sleeve variations, but they also had spear point collars and and loop buttons. Yeah. Um, they didn't really come out with like well they had the placket one too, um, but they were definitely worn. You know they weren't they didn't have the same connotation today with like preppy stuff. They didn't wear them with like sh- you know like pink shorts or whatever. Mm. You wore them with like trousers. You just wore them instead of a button up spear point shirt back in like. The and 30s. I I have I have an image somewhere on my phone of like workers wearing like the SJC style polo shirts. Like, it's oh, some, like, yeah. dock worker wearing it with, like, white work trousers and no shoes. And, like, damn. Fucking good. badass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, SGC makes some pretty good ones. I mean, those are the ones that I have. I still think those are, like, the gold standard for, like, just polo shirts. Because. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, like, you know, depending on the look you're going for, those are definitely the most interesting. And, obviously, we have a preference towards things with longer collars, which not many brands are making yeah i think today though most most polo shirts tend to go for that whole spread collar style or like the Mm -hmm. italian like um like one piece collar one piece with luffy yep monkey (laughs) monkey d luffy um no like they um they have a little bit of like an elegant edge to it. I mean, they're very modern, you know. Most ones today, you know, Ascot Chang makes some really great ones. I'm sure Ascot Chang could make a spear point if we wanted to. Um, but for in terms of ready to wear, I think SJC has them, you know, beat on at least style. I don't know mm-hmm. where SJC makes their stuff though. So, yeah. and I'm sure, yeah, 
I mean, there there are plenty of other great polo shirt ones, but like as much as we we prefer wearing older school type stuff, and they they just look more interesting to me. Yeah, they and have I mean, the also... appeal of like a of like a spear point collar just on a different body. You could also go back to the you know for a different style that we like the Uniqlo one, uh, which as you pointed out in your article, um, is kind of close to a Bryceland's one and. What other brands? Oh yeah, like like, like the a rift fif- bottom. They, they just look like a fifties, like sixties, like knit polo kind of thing. Yeah. You know, very, very like. I don't know if Miles Davis ever wore them, but I'm sure he did. Those they're like you know, I always see like jazz guys wear them. Maybe mm-hmm. not like in summer colors, but like the orange and like reds, like the kind of, you know, mid-century color palettes, earthy color palettes. I think that that fits in right at home there. Yeah. Um, but I will say the one reason I don't wear polos too much is because I'm scared of the very um, prep, not even prep, like, uh, what do you call it? What's the douche one called? Oh, What's frat? The frat, the frat connotations. Yeah. Or preppy. Yeah, pre- too much, like preppy, not prep, you know. And um, that's why, again, like, I, we, I tend to go for, like, spear points or, or knit ones because they don't look like, you know, you're like a frat frat guy and they also don't look like you're you know you're like a working at target or something <laughs> that's true that's what i'm always that's what i'm always scared of yeah but like you don't want to you don't want to just look like a like a business casual guy or like it, it's tough wearing a polo shirt with a sport coat and not looking like robert california yeah yeah oh my god you're right yeah that's all that's what i th- oh man i cannot think about that now ever since i started <laughs> watching blacklist i'm just like this is robert california talking right now Yep. Actors in movies. <laughs> and TV shows. Who would have thought? TV shows, yeah. Yeah. Um, but let's go on to the next one, which I, I is probably one of my favorites um, that I haven't worn in a while because it's been cold. We're in fall, winter right now. Um, so if you're listening to this in summer, for some reason, that's this is why. Going but, through the back um, catalog. <laughs> but... Uh, I love like like actual the actual sport shirt or the actual Cuban collar shirt oh, like yeah. the quintessential like like they they were invented like in like I think like the late 20s or early 30s and they've been around until like the 60s. I mean the style has been around since then but they kind of fell out of favor in like the uh like the mid 60s. Mhm. Uh, there's there's a whole article we have about it but basically it's the shirt that you think of when you think of like a like a uh, Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, so it has, like, the flat collar. It's not supposed to stand up like a dress shirt does. Because it doesn't have a collar band. Exactly, and generally um, it has, like, a loop instead of a top button. Not always, but usually. Yeah, you, I think, like, cops wear them as well, like a form of, like, the sport shirt. Um, yeah, because it's, it, it's just, like, like a military I style. mean, if you're, if you're listening to this podcast, you like, chances are you know what it is, but... Um, the the collar kind of lies more like lapels like you know flat on yeah that's that's a good that's a good way to put it mm-hmm. it, it lies flat and it, it you know it's really meant to be a, a button-up shirt that wasn't a dress shirt you know worn with a tie and wasn't a polo shirt yeah and you know they usually sometimes they have like they have chest pockets sometimes they have one sometimes they have two sometimes they have flaps on them sometimes they have button flaps um and they're usually made out of I mean, I have one in like broadcloth, but they're you know usually made out of like a, a like a rayon gabardine. Mm-hmm. Um, gabardine is the twilled. But because fabric. this this shirt was around for so long, they were made of literally like everything. Like you can yeah, still you can get find Pendleton, like, like Pendleton wool ones. They're still making those. 
yeah, wool, flannel, mm-hmm. uh, brush cottons. Um, yeah, and they're they're really like I I love them because like I think Spencer Spencer and I have probably talked about this before, but like they are one of the best ways to get like a vintage casual look. Like right oh, yeah. as soon as you wear it, you you you've achieved it. Whether you wear it with like chinos, you can wear it with jeans. It'll look vintage casual because that's yeah. how guys wore them back then. They literally throw these on with whatever trousers they were doing. You know, like you get home from work, um, you don't want to take off your you know your odd trousers, but so you put on your <laughs> sports shirt, I guess. Yep. <laughs> you know. Um, I have quite a few. Of, I mean, I think we both do. We have quite a few of them in, in a very in a bunch of varieties. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. I have I like have a bunch of like solid color ones because those are those are the cheapest and easiest to get. Like almost every yeah, the most store, common ones. Almost every vintage store is going to have like a good stock of those. Like anywhere in the country, um, prices have, do range based on location. And yeah, how good generally? They are, I too. mean, generally it's like the plain ones you can get for like what, like twenty five, thirty bucks. I don't think so anymore. I think you're looking at more like forty five to fifty now. Okay, well, back in the heyday, <laughs> they were very cheap. Um, yeah. But yeah, I have a couple with patterns. Like I have like a pretty cool, like red plaid one um, that will break out again this summer. But of course, we both have one from uh, from Groove and High. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, before we get into that, you know, again, there were there were a lot of plain ones, but they made them in checks, especially the flannel ones. I think again, ones like every pattern because they they were just casual shirts. Right, but, so it's like, but uh, the, the, my point was is that they were going to, like, they use this as a way to get, like, novelty prints out yeah. there. So, like, you know, if you wanted, like, a Christmas-themed one, you might get, like, one with, like, a little reindeer design on it. You were, mm. you, you saw these a lot with, like, bowling shirts, you know, the embroidery. You see them a lot for, um, you know, like, company shirts. Not, like, not like corporate ones, but, like, uh, like, like mechanic shirts, you know? Like, yeah. they had those a lot in there. And so the ones from Groove and High that we have have, like, a novelty like design on them like mine has like a abstract like black and red polka dot kind of thing to them and mine's the red and white polka dot yeah yeah and they they're they're really cool i mean bryce Lynn's wears them a lot you you, you get a lot of like that kind of vacation rock and roll chic to mm-hmm. them um and i i love wearing them with everything like i yeah. like with with tailoring the, you get kind of like that 1930s 1940s like vacation chic because like you know Again, like we said back then, there wasn't a lot. Of, there wasn't specific vacation wear. Like you don't wear a t-shirt. You wore like your linen sport coat. But instead of bringing like a spear point, you would wear a a sport shirt with that with your summer suit or your summer sport coat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then it's you know instead of wearing like a, st- a blue stripe shirt that Ethan likes to wear, you'd wear that with like a check or like a Hawaiian shirt for some pattern. Um, and of course, uh, Bryceland's does that really well. You know, they wear like their polka dot ones or their coral motif ones with like a fucking like three piece, uh, not three piece suit, but like a two piece like navy suit or a, or a tan or something like that. Mm-hmm. They're really cool, and they also, they also look great on like denim. Like they have, it depends on the kind of fabric you go for in pattern. But like if you wear a plain one with like a denim jacket, that's cool. You know, I wouldn't really wear an Aloha with like a denim jacket and jeans. I mean, you yeah, yeah, I could. Good. I mean, the th- the nice thing about it, so Groove and High, a little bit more expensive than a lot of other options. Uh, they're like probably with tax about two hundred dollars. Uh, if like, you can find a retailer for them, yeah. Yeah, there's. I mean, we we're, we're both lucky. Like you know, we live by. There's a place in Orange that sells them. That's where I got mine. Joyride. You got yours in San Francisco, correct? 
Yeah, at Relic. Um, the sizing is weird. Uh, so the, the mean, Japanese sizing, you gotta, like, size sizing. up twice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they're they're a little bit pricier than a lot of you know other shirts. But the thing mm-hmm. is, you you just either can't find these these this specific style vintage, which is incredibly long, like spear point loop collar with the like rayon wild fabrics. You can't find a vintage because it's just like you know none of them left. Or if you do find them, they're going to be way more expensive than two because they're rare. Yeah, people collect them. Yeah. Um. Oh, and on that point, you know, like. The uh, the size of the collar definitely matters, you know. Like the earlier ones have longer collars, and then like mm-hmm. later ones, uh, like fifties, sixties, get shorter. Like the uh, the height of how how low they sit kind of gets higher too. Um, but the good thing is that they're kind of coming back. I mean, they kind of came back, but then I think other retailers are starting to like kind of. Yeah, I mean now like get, every get retailer has like a low. Yeah, I, I know that uh, that I have summer. like a J Crew Rayon shirt. I have several ones from J Crew. We, yeah, I think and then, that's and one then of Uniqlo just at. came out with some. Yeah, they, yeah. You, you can you can find them more so now to get that kind of vintage look. Because I mean, again, like it's a way to wear a button up. Like, because a polo shirt is a pullover technically. It's usually a knit. So if you want more of like a button up feel, you wear the sports shirt. You wear the Cuban mm-hmm. collar shirt. You wear the Aloha, and you get that kind of you know you get that feel for it. Um, and you can unbutton as as as, as, as you want as to. You, you want. know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and also like it's supposed to fit pretty loose. You know these shirts. You know when you look back at it, most shirts are supposed to fit looser on you. Like even spear points. You know you, there's like a good picture of I think well any any guy you see them like you know Clark Gable Jer- Jimmy Stewart without their sport coat. Their shirts they're not like super baggy, but they are fuller cut. And, and these shirts uh, that are was, definitely fuller cut. That was the case for basically every shirt up until like. The seventies, seventies, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, because they, they, I mean, they weren't, you know, they weren't like Ethan said, they weren't necessarily baggy. Yeah. But people did not wear slim fit shirts. Exactly. That was just like it. Just like I'm sure there are. You could point to some examples of people who did, but generally shirts were not made to be slim fit. Yeah, and again, we're going to include a lot of these pictures in the show notes for this article, mm-hmm. um, for this episode, I should say. Um, but there are some other related ones that are kind of cool, like uh, like Guayabera's. They yep. kind of got like a, a sport collar, but they have like the uh, not embroidery, but like the very like the ethnic pleating the, on it. Yeah, you know, and you get and I mean this is varying. This types. is where the term Cuban collar comes from, right? People. I associate. think so. I think so. Yeah, because Guayabaras are technically Cuban. Um, I'm sure other places have them, um, but they have a very like a Hispanic influence. It's like a uh, more so the colonization kind of thing. Um, I think that's what kind of plays into it. Um, mm-hmm. But they have, like, you see them in, in Cuban, yeah, Cuban culture a lot, you know. They're very important. And uh, and they they find th- they found their way into kind of like the, the, the lexicon. They might not be as popular as, like, an Aloha shirt, but you still see some guys kind of rock them. And, I mean, they're the very, they're very like, mid-century. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, they're like a shirt jacket. So unlike a sports shirt, which you can wear untucked or tucked in, um, Aguayabaras are meant to be worn untucked and they have pockets mm-hmm. usually three um, at least three but four you know there are some that only have two at the hips which are pretty cool and probably rarer as well um, and uh, I I would say look for a full cotton one or like a linen one um, because they are almost always polyester or polyester blend 
Yeah. So I would not. I would want. I would not want to wear them. I mean, the makers are still probably um, are Cuban in origin, but you know, just for the sake of comfort, I would say you know a cotton or a, a full natural fa- fabric one. And yours is from Garments for No One. Yes. Yeah. Quick shout out to our friends, Garment for No One. Um, they make it. Yeah. That yours looks good, man. That looks. That looks really nice. Yeah. They. I. I just don't like. Uh, it's a little on the slimmer fit, so I. I don't really wear it. Like, most of these shirts, I don't wear t-shirts under. Let me just say that first of all. Like, I think I've gotten better at that. Um, like with um, shit. There was. Uh, oh, with with OCBDs. Like when I'm wearing an OCBD casually, and mm-hmm. I don't wear them all casually. Like Spencer does, but I have one that is like kind of ratty. I got it in Brook uh, in Brooklyn. It's like a green OCBD. I wear yeah. it when I'm painting. That one I wear without a t-shirt underneath, like an undershirt. And so, uh, Guy Bears, I wear them without anything underneath. I don't wear anything under sports shirts. Um, but yeah, the garments for no one. They make them. They're cool. I don't. I think they're gonna make them again in a couple upcoming season because they, you know, they, they, they don't have like stock fully year round. You know, they yeah. kind of make stuff. Whenever it sells out, they move on to the next thing. Kind of like Bryceland's. You know, they mm. they uh, they have a very core type of uh, product thing. And look um, out and for an upcoming episode, hopefully soon-ish, with uh, the guys from Garms. Garms for no one. Yeah. Um, and then that brings us to the uh, to the terry cloth shirt, which is kind of uh, very similar to a guy Barra, except that it is lined with terry cloth. As the name implies. Yeah, it's you know it's got the sport collar, so it lays flat. It's usually got like a poplin broadcloth like front or body, but the inside is lined with terry cloth, which is toweling fabric. I think the um, the Bryson's ones made by Ascot Chang are called towel shirts, mm-hmm. um, and they're really cool. I mean, I wouldn't wear mine. I mean, Spencer's worn his out. I don't really wear mine unless I'm swimming or at the beach because I it feels kind of weird to me, and they are pretty rare. You know, you don't really find too much. I mean, you can find them on eBay, um, but like in terms of like style inspo, you don't really see a lot of it. So it's kind of yeah. hard to kind of think about how you would wear it. Yeah, and it's like it, it was something that I don't think I, I really saw a whole lot of until uh, Bryceland's came out with their version. I was yeah. first introduced to the towel shirt from Bottle Rocket, the uh, like Wes Anderson's first movie, because Owen Wilson was oh. the whole the whole movie. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And yeah. when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, that's kind of that's kind of neat." It I might have shown up in like Mad Men or something, but probably. that's the first time I remember. I mean, if you look it. it up, you can probably see like illustrations of like mid-century '60s guys wearing them, even though they were in existence uh, since like the '30s at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a great picture of a guy wearing a double-breasted terry cloth DB jacket, and I would. Oh, l- that's I, right. Yeah, it's an, it's like it's like a random like tiny illustration in like an apparel arts magazine and i'm like if i could find that shit that would be amazing i would wear yeah. that to the fucking beach but of course i don't think you would ever find it you know but they, they are really great like beach like pool party shirts yeah i mean why why drape yourself in a towel you can literally button up a shirt and you'll be dry afterward it's fucking great and i i think they look cool as hell the one that i have has this very like mine's more, I think late sixties because it has this yeah. super psychedelic like paisley print, mm-hmm. which is just very fun in summary. <laughs> yeah, mine has like a like a boating stripe or like an awning stripe, very bold, wide blue and white stripes, and that also very is very summer to me. You know, it's very mm-hmm. cool. Um, 
And then lastly, in the sport shirt category, we have the gaucho shirt or the pullover, which is kind of like a, like a polo shirt combined with a sport shirt. Yeah. Um, there's a very, I gave mine away. I only have one left. Um, because I don't really wear them. They're kind of, they're very novelty. They're very rare. They're very expensive. Um, and you know, there's, again, there's not a lot of vintage inspiration, but you know, if you think you can pull off like a, a good, uh, fun novelty sports shirt and a good polo you can probably pull this one off but there'll be pictures of it in the uh in the uh, show notes so let's move yes. on to the next the next part which is the focus of like an of an article that should be out by now it's uh the cpo slash work shirt yep now we're going back into the realm of regular shirts now uh, like you know regular button-up point spear point collar whatever you want to call it and I got into these because of that fact. Because I got tired. Like, I got my OCBDs. I got my spear points for one thing. I got my my uh, my sports shirts and polos for another thing. But what's the middle ground? Like, there's got to be something in the middle here. And <laughs> there's got to be another answer. In. It's right here. The C- the work shirt. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, you could. There were people who wore sport shirt work shirts, sport collar work shirts. I should say. But this one I'm specifically labeling as a work shirt. When it has a spear point collar or a point collar, it has two chest pockets and it's a full button up. Do you want to include band collar shirts into this? Because that was that was a workwear thing. I mean, I guess I just don't wear them. See, okay. that's <laughs> band collar shirts are the are the most the worst Ethan shirt because they literally have no collar, oh, <laughs> like no. at all. That's true. That's yeah. what makes them a band collar shirt. Yeah. Um, so when did when well I've been wearing work shirts forever. I th- well one of the first shirts you got that I was like hot damn was the freaking like Mr. Freedom denim work shirt that was Yeah, with the uh it's a de- it's You still a, wear yeah. it, right? I still wear it. Yeah, oh, it's, man. It's it's the yeah, it's Mr. Freedom. I got it from Joyride. Mr. Freedom for those who don't know is like uh, it's uh, it's not a French brand, I don't think because they're based in LA. Um, oh, they're but, based in LA. I thought they just had. Like, I thought they were Japanese and just had a store down here. No, well, the owner is French. I think oh. they're from here. Oh, um, interesting. Anyway, okay. I don't know that for sure. I'm not going to do a fucking brand history. They're like a like kind. I don't want to call them reproduction brand because they do a lot of their own stuff, but they're very like vintage inspired. And they um, lift a lot of details straight from the source. Yeah, and and so this one. It's a great, like, super, super, like, smooth chambray yeah. uh, with a long spear point um, and a throat latch. Um, generally, yeah, oh. these shirts would be, like, super expensive, but I managed to get, like, I don't remember if I got, I either got this at, I got this at Joyride, and uh, they were selling it for, like, like, 100 bucks, which is probably 200 less than it retailed for. Yeah, I was about to say. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, those are all details you would see on these things. You know, they had point collars, they had the throat latches in some cases. They had fun pockets, like sometimes they had flaps on them. Sometimes yep. they had, uh, you know, pen pockets, asymmetrical pockets. You know, to differ for like the tools that you would wear. Um, and the one and I got, I think, is specif- specifically based on uh, a naval uh, chambray shirt, like something yeah. for the U.S. Navy. Yeah, and again, like also like the CPO uh, is a naval shirt as well. I think it's like an officer shirt or something. Because um, yeah, I mean these were these were technically meant to be worn as both regular shirts, like button ups, and over shirts. Mm-hmm. 
you know um well like, you're talking it, about cpos now well i think i think both some people wear like work shirts i mean maybe not like the ones from you know like work wear times but like work later on times. people wear them over stuff you know yeah double that's layer, true some shirts you know yeah who's the guy oh brute not uh, ban, ban, uh bruce uh, uh steve bannon he would wear double shirt <laughs> that's true <laughs> or triple shirt man remember him what's he up to I'm gonna I'm gonna Google him really quick. Oh my god! Um, but yeah, so Bannon, you had um, you had these shirts, and I, the reason why they came back for me and why we're talking about them today is because Drake started bringing them back. Oh, really um, quick. Sorry, we are now in direct competition with Steve Bannon because he launched a podcast. Oh shit! He's also a podcaster. Resistance, resist now. <laughs> yep. Um, Pod save menswear. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> god um but you know i got i got back into because uh drake's launched uh the lej like work shirt um and they have kind of a more safari kind of style to more military style because like the pockets have like a yoke to them and they're like pleated mm-hmm. um but the, you know the function is the same they had like a, a point collar with dual breast pockets you know and it really you know it harkens back there's plenty of vintage illustrations you know whether they're made of wool whether they're made of chambray or cotton twill or something made of flannel or um chamois 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 right chamois chamois but yeah they're they're a big they're a big uh standard you know especially for like the ivy ivy community you know like there's a guy oxford cloth button down who fucking Mm -hmm wears them over his ocbds you know that's true and i'm gonna say the thing that i really love about the drake's work shirt is that and i told i told ethan this about like jackets the other day but they have big functional pockets oh yeah that's great i think most of like mall brands or even some of the higher end brands that like are like okay we're gonna make a military jacket or we're gonna make a like a work shirt they put fucking tiny ass anemic pockets on there that are not doing anyone any good (laughs) It's also not just about the size; it's about how much like pouch there is to them uh-huh. too. Exactly, you know? and you know it just comes back to the fact that guys, because guys don't put anything in their pockets, and these shirts were meant to be used. Mm-hmm. You put fucking pens in there. You put like your notepad in there, which is what Spencer does. I, I do it too. I stop taking notes uh, for God knows why, um, and he will judge me for it. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, these these shirts were literally meant to be used. I mean, I've. Whenever I wear them, I, you know, it's great. I get to put my fucking sunglasses in there or my regular glasses or, you know, or put shit in there that I don't want to put in my pockets. Or like my, my pants pockets, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the Drake's ones because uh, they're colorful. At least that's the way they marketed them. Like, you know, like there's purple, there's black, there's khaki, um, but there's also like blue, reds, greens. And uh, the thing with a lot of work shirts um, were that they were, you know, gray salt and pepper yeah uh, they weren't they weren't meant for fashion they were meant for function yeah and you would wear them because you didn't care what like if you got oil or paint on them you know mm-hmm. and uh but the thing is when you look at the old um the old illustrations or whatever like guys still wore them with ties because back then you kind of wore ties a lot you know and they wouldn't wear them with like their brocades or anything but they'd wear them with knit ties or wool ties well it's if, also if because a lot of workers you know they didn't they had maybe one suit and you know if you have if you have button-ups that aren't too dirty why not wear those and with a tie so it wasn't like again it wasn't it wasn't fashion it was just like this is my shirt this is what i wear with a tie 
Yeah. And I'm sure also, like, back then, even if you were wearing a work shirt, you would still have to look presentable. So that's why they that's why they also made, like, casual ties for these mm-hmm. for these guys, you know, wool um, or knit square end ones because, you know, they were meant... They, they had the look of a tie, but then, you know, they had the casual vibe, which is, again, why I like the whole shirt in general. It's because, you know, an OCBD has, like, the ivy connotation. I like the kind of looseness of, like, a spear point collar. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't, you know, while you have a sports shirt that has a wide collar, you can't wear a tie with that. But this has that in it. So you, you wear a work shirt with a tie, wear th- with, with tailoring. You wear, you know, wear it with, like, a navy sport coat or a tweed sport coat. And you look, you still look smart. But it has a kind of like an edge to it, you know. And you see all the pictures that I have included in both in this, you know, the show notes and the specific article on the work shirt. And you see like guys just kind of look cool with it. They don't have the vacation chic. They don't have the summer look to it. But they're still casual at the same time, you know, with trousers, with denim. Um, and then you look at like how Bryce Lynn's or Drake's wears them. You wear them with like as like an Ivy OCBD alternative. You know, you still wear it with a tie. You wear it with uh, fucking loafers or whatever. Um, it's cool. It's a great. It's a great shirt that I've only recently kind of come across. Started collecting them. You know, I have like a chambray throat latch shirt that I got from um, from Japan from Momotaro denim. I should have gone to like Miss Real McCoys and just like splurged. But I didn't have time to go and yeah. visit the store, and I feel bad. It's a shame. But I happened to be taking a shit <laughs> in this mall. I okay. Let me just say, dude, you're walking everywhere. You're drinking lots of water. You know, you you're gonna have to take a shit. So I went to a mall and out like a random, yeah, random mall. And I went to the restroom, and then I was like, hey, there's a denim store in here. And I walked in, and I'm like, hey, this is shirt school. How much is it? It was like under a hundred bucks. You know, it's not like the best. It's still alpha sizing. But it's great, uh, you know, and it's it's my and favorite. I think with more casual shirt. shirts, that's like that's fine. If you're yeah, not planning exactly. on wearing a tie with it, you don't need the neck to fit perfect. It's fine. And even if you do wear a tie with it, it doesn't have to be perfect because that's how guys back then did it too. You yeah. know, they just. Uh, do you know what the Drake's work shirts are made of? Because the one, in, maybe it's just like the flash, but in the 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 photo, the it's see through, right? Well, no, it's not that. The purple one looks like pretty shiny. Well, that's what, that's just what happens when you have a very finely twilled garment. Yeah. You just inherently, because it's spun more, it has, like, a natural sheen to it. But it's still just, like, cotton, right? I think so. I think, you know, um, I think the old ones were cotton. I think now they made them the same shirt block in, like, cotton linens now or something, okay. or full linen. Um, but, but, yeah, I, I love that, and I wish that because because Spencer and I tend to buy vintage I wish that vintage ones were more colorful because I love those colors you know yep. I've I don't really stray away from wearing blue striped shirts but again if you want some color you you to get that across in a shirt you do it through a either a sport shirt like an aloha cuban collar or you do it through a work shirt like drake's and um all I have is like blue and <laughs> and like a very very dark green gray that i got from please and thank you um but yeah i love wearing mine with ties loving them i love especially wearing them with t-shirts underneath as in like a mm. a striped, striped tee yep. uh, go check out that article um or the turtleneck base layer they're like perfect for that kind of thing they're these shirts are really meant to be layered especially also because they're made of again chambray denim or cotton twill uh compared to say like the gabardine of a, of a cuban collar these ones have more heft to it they have more play with texture you know so they, they're a bit more versatile in that regard of you know layering b- both over and under 
And I mean, you could talk. If we mentioned Shamwa shirts, but those. Um, so Shamwa is this very. It's this heavier, like I don't know. I've heard some people say, originally it's supposed to be made of like leather. Yeah. Okay. Um. Let me look this up. They're, so, they're kind of you. You know. You know when you feel it because it's kind of like a brushed cotton, except yeah, it's different. Exactly. It's like a lot, some people might get it confused with like um uh like flannel but generally yeah because because yeah it's Shamois just has, wool. it's more like it's like it's like a pilly it's more pilly it's kind of like mm-hmm. a castantino kind of wool um like boiled wool kind of but then also yeah. that's not really right because boiled wool to me seems more like melton wool and that's more cpo fabric there's there are people more qualified than us, but that's a, okay, just another but yes, type of, C- of CPOs, C- like chamois shirts are just kind of like, I think of them as more preppy C- CPOs because they're made by like LL Bean makes a really good one that you can get new for not that and, expensive yeah. or on eBay, but I don't own one, but they are like a good, it's an overshirt. Like it's not, yeah. it, you can of course wear it by itself, but generally the way you see it styled is over, over another something. shirt yeah yeah over, like, the only over, reason i don't yeah. own one is because i've tried one on several times because um j crew made them uh obviously our collar wasn't that you know wasn't it was a shorter collar but right i tried it on in store but it wasn't the collar that really stopped me it was the fact that i, d- I don't like wearing like jackets without a flat hem oh okay so that's why i never got one it always just kind of looked weird but I still like the style. I like, you know, Oxford cloth button down wears them a lot. Um, yeah. I believe. Yeah. And, and checks yeah. Are, are great. You know, mm-hmm. Oxford cloth button down wears them a lot. We like that. Uh, again, these, these shirts are like begging to be put into like very fun colors. Cause I mean, even though sports shirts had a lot of them, work shirts technically didn't, but the best color that I've seen very often is red. <laughs> yeah. Red. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw. I th- we were just at the Rose Bowl, and we saw, I saw a couple of chamois and CPO shirts, and they were like vibrant red, you know. Mm-hmm. And they're cool. It's very preppy, very very prep Ivy Trad kind of thing going on. Well, yeah, yeah, not preppy, but Ivy Trad. <laughs> okay. Do you um, own any? That, uh, you own any any chamois or flannels or anything like that? I do not because I don't like wearing wool shirts. Unfortunately, I just I tend to heat up very a lot, and I love wearing layers i rather wear layers in one shirt so therefore i wear just straight up cotton shirts i don't even like wearing linen we've talked about this we've talked about this before but we both like the flannel like the cotton flannels that aren't super heavy but have like cotton yeah but like that but they have like a texture to them um and those are harder to find yeah yeah i mean you can't really go wrong with chambray that's like the best shirt fabric ever yeah chambray in oxford you know because um, i have but yeah i have a couple double rl flannels like that that i think maybe pop up in the article um yes but, yeah yeah i know i've uh, but one I that i wore a lot them. this this winter was a, a throat latch pullover uh one with the spear point collar and then i have one that i don't wear much because uh, almost one of the first times i washed it i left a pen in the pocket now there's a big ink stain <laughs> but gotta stop uh, yeah maybe that's why i stopped doing it i'm just curious yeah what's happening. but it was a it was a really nice earth tone flannel with the spear point and i'm i'm probably just gonna start wearing it again and say fuck it because it's a cool shirt it put some paint on it yeah exactly put a bird on it 
Um, so let's go to the last one now. The last one is the Sawtooth and Western shirt. This is fairly new for me now, and and Spencer in a sense. Um, and you gotta thank Bryson's for it, because in the in the, I could not for the life of me find very many saw like vintage Sawtooth shirt pictures. I guess I could like keep looking for them, but they've been around forever. Uh, Ethan Newton says that he based it off of a '30s one that he's had. Mm. Um, LVC has them. I mine is from LVC, presumably. Um, it's, it has a Levi's label, and I'm pretty sure it's a vintage Levi's like reproduction label. Um, but if you could think of a way for the spear point collar and the CPO work shirt, whatever, to fuck have a baby and have it in Texas, it would be the sawtooth shirt. Because you write that they, down. <laughs> did I write that? No, I did not write that down. Is that just off the dome, or did you think about this? <laughs> it's it's o o t d, dude. Okay. Um, no, I I'm I'm pretty sure I say like it's if they had a baby, but I just kind of took it farther. Okay. Um, but yeah, they have it has a spare point collar, usually longer. It's got two breast pockets. It's made out of denim, but it's got pearl snaps and uh, kind of like a double triangular. Uh, pocket flap, which look like sawtooth teeth. So, <laughs> okay, that's, yeah. But Western shirts, you know, you've seen them. You know, usually a Western shirt just in- inherently is like a button-up shirt with pearl snaps. You know, I think that's just what we call them now. Um, but if they have kind of like that yoke, like on the, like in the upper chest shoulder area, you know. Um, and to me, I never liked them because to me, a Western shirt always had embroidery. Like I never saw them without it. Wow, okay. You know, maybe it's because, uh, I, I say this in the article, um, we had a couple of people in the vintage community who were into Western wear, but not, like, the work-wearing Western wear. No, no they were, like, like wearing... Roy Rogers, like, like yeah, suit. exactly. Yeah. Like, the showman rodeo type of stuff, you know, made out of gabardine or later on polyester with, like, yellow and b- b- uh, blue or brown with, like, embroidery, like, fucking flowers on it, fucking, you know, uh... Yeah, or or like those nudie suits, I guess you know, like those uh-huh. those kinds of things. Um, but Bryceland's did start making them, and they wear them in a way that I was like, oh, I can dig this. Like they wore them with like jeans and loafers or jeans and boots, and it looked really cool. Even though it is, you know, what do you call it, Canadian tuxedo? Who gives a shit? Yeah, no, they're great. Yeah. Um, they didn't they didn't look too Western to me. It was a very different type of vibe. And I'm sure that lots of guys in the mentor industry are like, oh, fuck, like, this is weird. But they're slowly starting to get in there. I mean, Bergenberg has made Western-style shirts uh, with spread collars slash point collars, not a true spear point, and with a single button flap instead of the two for the sawtooth style. Because they're know. cowards. Yeah, they're cowards. Just uh, kidding. It's a, ve- it's a very nice. It's a very nice-looking shirt. Yeah, it's a good way to kind of get that point without, you know, going full cowboy, yeah. as it were. But I personally think that you should go full cowboy. If you're going to make a Western shirt, don't chicken out. At, Give at, it, least, at least a sawtooth part to it. At yeah, least, that's what that's least. that's my personal belief. I still think the Bergenberg shirt is very nice. Um, but it does look it, like a yeah. work shirt. It looks yeah. like a work shirt. You just know, it just looks like a work snaps. shirt with pearl snaps. Yeah, exactly. The rounded collar or the rounded uh, pocket flap is nice. I yeah. do like that, um, but yeah, that's why I, I, I you know, the the sawtooth and western shirts have like a separate area in my mind because they have those overt western styles to them, and um, you know they're they're really cool. I love the way Bryson wears them with like, like sport coats, not like not just like jeans and trousers, but like actual sport coats. You wear them with leather jackets. They have like a a punk 
edginess to them because they literally have like metalware in it right for the pearl snaps they inherently have that in there compared to like a work shirt which is just kind of a regular kind of thing so yeah i i i really like i really like the uh the, the western shirt um they also had them in not just denim but in a variety of colors and fabrics as well um you see them in like plaids in white i really want oh man if joy Ride still has a white one i might grab that because that's pretty cool Mm-hmm. Um, because again, like they have like kind of like that punk edginess, and they just have like it has it has like me- it's, ha- it's got metal on it. That's cool. That's really well, cool to I, me. I always think of these as like hippie shirts, especially especially the brighter plaid ones, because oh, they yeah, were you're right. they were made in the they though like the the just plain plaid ones. I always associate those with the '60s and '70s, um, like Doc Sportello kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like even the even the denim ones, like you see, you saw a lot of those with like embroidery on them, uh, not like cowboy embroidery, but like you would, you know, embroider like, like fucking flowers or musical yeah. notes and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So it's like the gabardine ones. I always think, okay, this is a very like '30s, '40s, '50s shirt, but That's, the denim ones yeah. and the plaid ones, I'm always like, okay, this is like hippie style. Yeah. I mean, I like the check ones because in in my article I say like it's a good way to wear a check shirt that isn't too dressy. Yeah. You know, like like you know, my head I keep thinking of like the uh the J Crew gingham shirt kind of thing. <laughs> yep. And even though I am wearing a you know, a, a Tattersall shirt right now, um when you wear it with like the hardware in it, you know, with a little bit of yoke and, and the sawtooth pockets, it has again like an edge to it. So it's not like you're wearing a fucking J Crew preppy Vineyard Vines gingham shirt. You're wearing something that has that's a bit more versatile, a bit more casual. You can wear it with jeans without looking like again like a like you know like a forty year old dad. Like you don't mm-hmm. look like my dad. You know, like my dad wears a lot of uh, gingham banana public shirts with like slim fit chinos. You know. So you yeah you get that like kind of hippie vibe if you wear it with like a like a jungle jacket you know you wear it with a sport coat it looks looks pretty cool yeah um, and I definitely love the gabardine one because it's in my head it's a way of getting a sport a spear point shirt because these shirts have point collars but out of the material that you would see a sport shirt aloha um, fucking cuban collar shirt it's like a way of combining these ideas together in in my head at least and even though i could not find work shirts with vibrant colors for some reason i have found western shirts in those colors well because so, they're kind of, they yeah those a yeah, lot of times those were vibrant yeah yeah they're yeah I mean, yeah and so when i like i i've been looking for like a green one because i wanted a green boy scout shirt um because those shirts inherently are green and have um they uh, they, they were a work shirt. You know, they had like the pleated breast, double breast pockets and a point collar, but I could never find it in my size because they're for fucking Boy Scouts. They're children's shirts. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'd have to find like a huskier guy because I'm, I'm, I'm a short guy. I'm not that big, but, you know, I'm definitely not like a fucking 12 year old kid. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I found the CPO or the, uh, the work shirt, but it was like, again, like I said, a very dark gray, green kind of thing. But then I found an inspiration a vibrant hunter forest hmm. green um, sawtooth shirt in gabardine. Even though I can't fasten all the way up because it's a very, it's still very small. It's still super cool. I love wearing it as like a work shirt. I wear it with a turtleneck base layer. I wear it with a fucking graphic tee or striped tee under underneath it. You know, and um, yeah, it's great and I, I love it. Um, but the best one 
is the black sawtooth gabardine shirt. And that was That's your the, first, right? That was my first sawtooth shirt. Yeah. Oh, it's not technically a sawtooth because it doesn't have double. Oh, it no, it does. It does. It, it, it does. But it doesn't have yolks. It doesn't have the yoke on the upper chest panel area, shoulder area. Um, but it does have the pearl snaps um, and the uh, the double sawtooth uh, pocket. That was cool. Got that in Japan um, because I had seen uh, Ethan Newton and Kenji of Bryceland's wearing a black denim sawtooth shirt. I thought that was really cool. I, at this point, I never had a like a true denim shirt. I've had chambray shirts that are like washed and soft. But you know, a sawtooth shirt based on the people have tried it. I think that Permanent Style has done a review of their sawtooth shirt. Um, you know, it's very heavy. It's meant to be worn. It's very heavy duty type of shirt. So I'm like, oh, I don't know if I could do like a real sawtooth, but finding the gabardine one, I'm like, oh shit, this is it, you know? And it's cool. Cause it's black. It's got, again, it's got the metal hardware. So it's got the punk edginess built right into it. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just, it's a more mature version of like an Aloha shirt. Cause the Aloha or the Cuban color shirts, they lay flat you know, they inherently have a vintage casual, but because a sawtooth has a, you know, a color band and a proper collar point to it, it's just a more fun, but traditional button up shirt, you know? And that's why I wear it like fucking a lot. I wear it and, a lot, a lot. And I don't know. I mean, it's, it's super easy to wear these without looking like a cowboy, which is, I think some, some men's fear, um, with these shirts. Cause I mean, you're starting to see these at like, in like mall stores. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, it's like if you don't wear like cowboy boots and like a cowboy hat with these, you're not gonna look like a cowboy. It's just gonna look like a cool shirt. So yeah, it's again, easy to like, do. yeah, again, like you know, you put on a, a, a sport coat over it, put on a jacket, you remove all the western, you know, connotations to it. I mean, that, that and that goes to as we're wrapping up here, it goes for all the shirts. You know, like oh, I don't want to wear an Aloha shirt because I don't want to look like a down vacation. You know, wear it with like tucked in the chinos, wear it with a fucking leather jacket, suede jacket, denim jacket. Mm-hmm. You're fine. You know, the, the 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 other pieces you add on to it make it a little bit, you know, more wearable, more versatile, a little bit better, removes all the negative connotations. Um, but it still re- maintains the funness or the novelty of it. You know, like you're still wearing an Aloha shirt, but you're not wearing it with fucking cargo shorts and like a dad cap. You know, you're wearing it with, you know. With jeans, you get like you know that kind of uh, and Magnum PI looks fucking cool, by the way. Yep. Like you know when, you know you can wear you can you know do a version of that. You know trade maybe trade the, uh, the ball cap in for a different type of hat. You got that. You know you got it really cool. You know you wear, I for me it's always been about subverting what what, what it was worn with originally. So like when I wear a western shirt, I wear it kind of like as a work shirt. You know I don't really wear it with denim, even though I have done it. I tend I typically wear it with like chinos or with like trousers and put like an, a different kind of spin on it i'll wear cuban collar shirts with tailoring um you know i'll wear a cpo uh work shirt with fucking shorts you know it's just different ways of like putting a spin on it to kind of remove the overt connotations but still save some of the vibes that you know people can tell kind of what you're going for and even then some people won't know what you're going for people just look at it it'll just be a shirt to them honestly yeah most people don't look- know the difference yeah, unless you're wearing a fedora, people don't really take notice at uh-huh. all. <laughs> you know, like that could be a theme, uh, you know. So, um, yeah, there there are a lot of fun options out there, so you don't feel the need to just wear a button-up shirt all the time because no one does that. People back then didn't just wear dress shirts all the time. They had shirts 
to be dressed down in. You know? And you should too, idiot! Yeah, yeah. And, Fuck uh, you! <laughs> Fuck you, bitch! Yep. Oh yeah, that's fuck. right. We're speaking to you. <laughs> you think some guy on the subway in New York, whoever this is, can be like, "Holy!" Like he'll be like, "My stars! These these <laughs> abrasive podcast hosts are who are is fucking this with man? <laughs> who is this man that you are inventing?" Uh, but yeah, check out the check out the blog post. There's a lot of blog posts I've already written about the subject about each of these things. But there also the show notes will have all these pictures in there, um, and links to stuff that we think are cool. Um, yeah, let's finish off here with a quick answer to a question. Okay, are we just going to give the answer? Yeah, yes. We're not going to read the question. Uh, what's the question? Uh, uh, the question we have here is, I'm an infrequent suit wearer trying to buy one good suit for those occasions. Anything you guys recommend in the 800 to to $1,000 range? And that comes to us from where is his name fuck that's a weird name i don't know i I lost the name (laughs) oh well you know who you are uh spencer do you you know what you would uh pick oh no i got it Uh, oh well (laughs) the name is one casual boy (laughs) that's the name okay one casual boy uh, um, honestly, if that's your range, though, that's pretty high. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, it's like, normally, normally I'd suggest, like, you know, Suit Supply or Spear and McKay, but even then, well, 800 Spe- Spear and McKay is, is probably the best one. Like, you know, you might as well save your money. I mean, yeah. if you're going to wear it not I- infrequently, then you might as well get Spear and McKay. Oh, you yeah. You know, uh, they just came out with their um, fully canvas suits, I think, for, like, five or $600, so that's a little bit under your budget there. Hey, really good. use that, Lo- use that $200. Uh, on, on something else. What's something you could get for $200? Uh, a used Switch, like you are. Oh, that's right. Hey, I'm in the market for a used um, Switch or Switch Hey, are you going to get finally get good at Super Smash Brothers? <laughs> Probably not. I'm getting it for Mario Odyssey and uh, Legend of Zelda. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Come on, you got to get, you got to get, you got to get a main. <laughs> like a third okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, Spear McKay is really good. Um, really good value. I love their Neapolitan cut, uh, uh-huh. which is probably the closest you'll get to like combining the best of like Italian. If you up your budget attire. by like two hundred bucks, you're gonna start getting in the range where you can afford like most made-to-measure stuff. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think real hard about them. I don't really know because I think after that you start to get like the fifteen hundred dollar range. I don't, it's kind of tough, you know, mm. the thousand dollar. You might be able to get away with like a Chinese made-to-measure or something. Um, but yeah, get it, get it in Navy. Don't get gray. Um, don't get a brown. Oh, oh, I didn't even read the full, the full question for some reason. Any tips for versatility? Is not a mistake to get a brown suit? I think they look cool. Well, I love brown suits. First of all, I love brown. Um, but if you're an infrequent suit wearer and you're going to, you want to wear this to, you know, not just like an event, but to like a job interview, I would say Navy. Straight yeah, up. Yeah, I like I like I like brown a lot too, but yeah, mm-hmm. stick with stick with navy if you don't already have like a good navy suit. Exactly. Um so I think that would be that'd be good. Spear McKay, do it all the way, find you know oh, oh wait, no, they made the measure fuck it, dude. Check out our friend Dave Dave That's uh, right. Fugle, uh, tell your few, that's right. He's made Re- me a couple of uh, a couple of cotton suits. Really uh, quick, I do wanna just point out Spear and McKay, take it all the way. 
great great slogan for them because <laughs> you, you that's up, is, is that no, off you, the dome no you said that <laughs> wait really you, oh wait well we could have mj back the tape up but i'm pretty sure a second ago you were like spear and mckay <laughs> okay, take it guys, all the way uh, uh, i'll you know hey <laughs> You guys need uh, someone to read ad copy? Yeah. God, I'm, right, I'm right here. I've been waiting for this moment my whole life. Oh, damn. Okay, <laughs> sorry. I just wanted to point out that you said a very uh, a nice rhyming slogan. So what What were we talking about before that? No, it's all good. I think, you know, he's he's got the idea. Wear a navy suit. Uh, get, get brown as, like, your third suit. Maybe get gray as your second one. I don't really have a gray suit, but, you know, if you needed it, you know get it but if you want a suit like if you want a suit for business blue you want a suit for fun go brown yep and then you'll be good there then just get gray odd trousers and you'll do you be think good. you should get it plain or pattern plain definitely plain if you get a pattern do like a herringbone twill like hbt <laughs> uh right. no like a like a hair like a mild herringbone or a twill maybe um but plain weave is fine i mean just yeah what what do you what but do you you're say? not gonna get that you're not gonna get that option until you go like made to measure yeah, and what would we so. say for uh, for cloth options? Just like navy, um, what's good if he wants to wear it year round? I mean wool, open weave wool. But the thing yeah. is, again, if you're going to go Speed and McKay, they have like straight wool. The only downside is I think that you know most suits at this price point aren't like casual fabric. Like they're not going to be super open weave. Um, but keep that in mind when you if you do decide to save like an extra grand or an extra five. Six hundred, seven hundred dollars, you know, to get something else. Like mm-hmm. I think Patrick Johnson Taylor's, I think is about two thousand, or maybe like seventeen if it's cotton. Um, but yeah, seven fifty uh, from Atelier Fugue makes wool, uh, certain wools, cottons especially. That's a good. You a good you one. might also be able to check out some local tailors, see if there's any local custom tailors in your area. Yeah, um, obviously get a look at their work you know if you if you like what you see you'll probably be able to get something well within that range from a local tailor yeah yeah you might also have to try and source the material yourself but mm-hmm. again going back to it it might take too much effort just go to Sweet mckay uh and also if you don't wear a lot of suits you may not know what to look for when you're doing made to measure or tailoring custom clothing and that'll be the that'll be the subject of like a future episode maybe once spencer has had the option of getting a custom suit then we can start talking about how we would approach that but for now spear mckay maybe suit supply if you're feeling really on the cheap end and you don't really care about three roll two but if you're listening to the podcast you probably like three roll two and soft shoulders yep um but yeah both spear mckay and suit supply have made to measure custom options so check those out uh well i think that'll do it on our end yeah um, and on your end too yeah, I don't know how many people stop listening to the podcast at this point. <laughs> we isn't there isn't there like statistics that we can look? I think up? they listen for like I think like the middle ground is like forty five minutes. I think that's the big average. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Fuck you guys. Wait, actually, if you're listening at this point, we love you. <laughs> yeah, because you're the you're the real ones. You're the real heads. <laughs> don't don't fuck us. Make love to us. That's what we're yeah. asking for. Um, again, uh, feel free to send us more questions and more topics, ideas, wonderments in our submissions folder. Wonderments. Uh, they are in, you know, like a story or something. Uh, Spin the, us the, uh, a yarn. Yeah, uh, that you can find that in the uh, in the both the show notes and the episode description. Um, please read the show notes. Please check out the blog, Uh You can follow the podcast 
at style and direction, all spelled out. I am at Ethan M. Wong. I'm at Spencer DSO. And we, the sad boys, will see you, the sad heads, in the next one. Well, really quick, thank you to thank you oh, to yeah. MJ for editing, uh, and to Matthew for helping out with the the show notes and the quotes. Yes, very Those are very the realist guys, heads. Part of the team. Yeah. We're glad. We're very glad to have them. Uh-huh. If we get Patreon, that's how we'll support everything. But you know, we'll see. We'll see how it is. We'll see. Bye bye. Bye bye.